breaking news. Breaking news. Just Tell, what is it? How did it hear go? Hear he, hear he. Hear they, hear, hear they, we, hear she. This week, well, this is breaking news. This is a big one, Evie. It's a big one. And hi, how are you? I'm so good. I So I woke up this morning. I woke up a little late today, okay? Um, I'm not a huge sleeper inner, but uh-huh. I am every once in a while. Uh, I did take two melatonin last night. Oh. Big ones, too. Yeah. So I, but I slept hard. I didn't go to sleep till pretty late, though. Um, I've been rewatching Mad Men. Did you feel groggy? No, I because I slept. I didn't have to work okay. today. So I slept till super late. Finally, Texas was like, bitch, I need to eat or go to the bathroom. You need to get it. <laughs> like, I literally woke up to him just sitting over me and looking at me. And I'm like, okay, death yeah, breath, yeah, death yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay, fair, fair. So I got up and I'm like, oh, this is going to be just a, a groggy, tired day. And I'm like, you know what? No. So I went and I got iced coffee. Um, and I got so much shit done. Yeah. So I feel so productive. Like, I mean, I got, I did the the stuff, the like wash my sheets. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I'm not out of town, but out of house for like two weeks house sitting and stuff. So I washed my comforter. I washed my sheets. I did all the rest of my laundry. Like I washed. Feels really floor. good yeah, to like so, have all clean bedding and everything. Right? It yeah. Really does. Oh, by the way, cheers, Nicole. Oh, cheers. My vitamin water. Yeah, that was I no know, clink. There was no cocktails clink cocktails ever tonight. anymore. No. So it's like, but cheers. But cheers to the cheers, cheers to anyway. The queers. Um, so yeah, I feel great. It was a good day. That's uh, awesome. I yeah. love days like that where you feel like extra productive. Yeah. Because and... I thought it was going to be a real yeah piss poor day. But yeah. It just turns out you uh, got some shit got done. Some... And I started. Um, I read this book a while back, uh, Under the Banner of Heaven. Just really interesting. Is that the Mormon murder mm-hmm. one that they have a movie on? I started watching that show. Yeah. I watched it. was so fucking good. Is it good? Yeah, because... I'm having a hard time getting into it. It's so slow at first. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, if you don't have a real, like, deep interest in the LDS church, like how it started, it's it's really hard to get into because they keep going back to, like, um, Joseph Smith and the time of, like, prophecy and, like, how that all... like. Yeah, and that was beautiful a, golden tablets that he just happened to find. Well, in that the was woods. a big and carry all the way back by himself. That was a big part of the book. The big part of the book is also kind of like talking about the start of the LDS Church and kind of how how it started, and then when it went like a little like, oh wait, we're men and we're in charge. Let's gotcha. fucking. So they're the reason they do that is because it shows how because it how sort the, of parallels the guy, right? Yeah, it shows how the patriarchy and the patriarchal society really takes root in Mormonism. Not that it doesn't everywhere else, but this whole head of the house, celestial kingdom, how it really started, you know, with Brigham Young. And once Joseph Smith, even they had his wife, they're like, well, what about plural marriage? I think God told me to marry a bunch of fucking 16 year olds. So, (laughs) but it's good because it'll, it kind of gives you that like backstory. So it shows how, but um, I'll give it another go then because I was sort of like, I mean, because it, it really was slow at first. I was just like, oh, my it, God. It is Because, I mean, slow. for me, it's also background-y stuff. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm just sitting there focused on it. You know what I mean? So it's like, especially when something's that slow. Yeah. Um, the It can be really hard to. I really, really like um, the author, John Krakow. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. I, what else has he done? I've known him. Um, so he did, um, I think it's Into Thin Air, and it's about Everest, and he had the most oh, yes, yes, time yes, on his yes. trip. So he went. Um, that's, and, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, my God. It's such a, an insane book. And he also wrote The Perfect Storm, which, oh, I mean, I love. That yeah, movie is that so good. such a good movie. The book is weird because they decided to try to make a fictional account of what 
probably happened. Right. So it's a little cheesy because it's like, but he's, but this dude gets in it. I will say, he doesn't fucking just write about stuff. He gets in the thick of it. Yeah. So he went and spent all this time on these like Gloucester fisherman boats and like was like, well, this is what they probably said. Gloucester. And this is what they probably did. And so reading it, because they have to like say, they constantly have to remind you that this is probably what happened. It's a little discombobulating. But the movie, 10 out of 10. Yeah. It's sort I love of one it. of those things I feel like. Give me a give me a, a sort of a thing at the beginning to say this is probably lots we of, like they it. do at the movies, you yeah. know, when they're like, this is based on true events. Yeah. Of course we don't know what actual conversations happened. So Yeah, we get it. You weren't there. Yeah, we know you weren't there. Exactly. Nobody's there because the boat sank. So exactly. So we're, you know, dramatizing it. Okay, Just, go yeah. for it. But they constantly say this is probably what they he did. They probably said Ahoy, matey. And it's all Boston accents. So you probably said, like, and it's just so stupid in that way. But, like, I don't know. I think he's a really fucking good author. But, like, his stuff is, it's, it's thick. And he'd also, what is, I can't think of the one about war that he wrote that just shattered me. I don't know. I, I strongly recommend him. But if you want to learn so much about the LDS church. About what and, probably happened? Right. <laughs> just kidding. Well, the LDS church and kind of the history and the history of their patriarchy like system under the banner of heaven is good. And it's a murder mystery. Right. So the show is like kind of just setting you up for that. Okay. But yeah, so I started that and that was really good. Right um, but yeah, so it's a good day. How about you? How was your day? Uh, my day was fine, but uh, my week, my past week has been amazing. Mm, we I went to up it. to Manistee. Uh, for like five days. That sounds so nice. And it was really nice. So my dad and his wife were up there and my stepsisters and their families. And between my two stepsisters and their husbands, they've got six kids total. So, and they're stair steps. So it's like, we've got an, like a 10 year old, nine year old, eight year old, seven year old, you know what I mean? Like, and the, the youngest is three. And she's the uh, the only girl, and she is this fearless little monkey beast. She is the coolest fucking kid. It's so rad. She's just like, and she's so darling at the same time. You know, when we first yeah. got there, she was like, "It's really nice to meet you. I'm glad you came." All right, Renee's <laughs> three years I old. It. <laughs> it was so like just, and then she just couldn't stop. You know, like playing with all of my different things you know my earrings my rings my hair and it was just so cute but Jakey who is uh seven one of the seven he's the seven-year-old of the stair steps he is like the Von Trapp family yeah well it's two families but yeah he's he's my bestie and I literally don't know what I ever did to to earn this child's love but every time he sees me it's like he just wants to be right next to me. He wants me holding him. He wants me doing whatever with him. And it's just the cutest thing. He likes dolls. He loves dolls. So because of my creepy doll habit, I took a bunch of dolls down or up with us. And I went to the antique store one day and this woman and the woman at the antique store was so badass. I was buying a doll and I was only buying a $5 doll because I'm not going to spend a lot of money on a doll that I'm just going to paint. You know yeah. what I mean? And she was like, oh, my God, I hate these things. I'm so glad you're getting this out of here. And I and I told her what I do. And it's she's like says, Annabelle. Yeah, right. And she says, do you want to see my vintage dolls? I said, yes. Yes. Let me think about it. Yes. And so she takes me to this other place entirely. You know, they say don't ever go to a second location. 
sometimes go to that go, second location. Yeah. So, it should be if it's with an older antique woman. Yeah. You, and you could take her. Stacy, she was rad. And she so she took me over and I got to see these dolls that were like antique. And I was like, oh, these are you could get real money for these. I can't take them for you because I'm just gonna I'm I'm not gonna spend what they're worth. You yeah. know? And she looks at me and she goes, five dollars, five dollars, five dollars. And she gives me three of her antique dolls for five dollars each. Yeah? Did you yeah. get them? Oh yeah, I took them. Hell yeah. Girl. I know. It was rad. And so then I got to play them play with them with Jakey. And he was just so excited. He just loved it nice. so much. They're probably haunted, but so well, hopefully. I mean, if they're not, they will be by the time I'm can done with we, them. This Halloween, I know we are, have a lot of Halloween planes, but can we do another haunted episode? Oh, absolutely. Another haunted doll episode? But let me tell you this, though. Okay. The, the proudest moment I had as an auntie was when Jakey was coloring one of the dolls. And I didn't say anything about how I paint the dolls creepy, right? I was just like, let's paint the dolls. And he decides, he colors this one doll in on her face. And then he decides he wants to rip the head off and have her hand holding her own head. Nice. It was a really proud moment for me. I was like, oh my gosh, this kid is perfect. This kid gets me. This kid is perfect. Oh, <laughs> Jakey, Jakey Dahmer. I love Jakey, it. my little Jakey. That's a cute name too. Jake is he's, a really cute name. He's such a sweetheart. He almost died after he was born, like a couple weeks after he was born. That's such a transition. Some, like, he, he's crazy. such a sweetheart. Well, that's the he thing. Om- I know, but that transition was just but jarring. That, I know, I'm sorry. No, but that's it, okay. It's one of those things, because like, it was one of the, I, I can't remember what he had, but he's had like multiple like surgeries and like mm. they barely, but I mean, so he's sort of like this tiny, sensitive, little sweet soul because he's been through so much. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. such a young a short period of time and oh I just love that kid so much oh cute yeah so I had a great week with my with That's my Jakey fun. and my busy bee and and my family and dolls and it's yeah, like a great trip it was, um, it was amazing I'm I gotta get myself up north I don't know if I should do it next week I still am in the middle because yeah. now we, well we keep talking about Windover so I want to get dates and see when people are gonna go the 19th Okay, because uh, <laughs> everybody here, <laughs> dear listener, <laughs> well, we, we will, you know, you know where we'll be on the 19th. The way we that will I be do. doing autographs. We will. You know what? Let's do a live show from Windover. I mean, we really should. So that weekend, that's kind of perfect, actually. Awesome. Hell yeah. So, okay. So what? The 19th and 20th? I think so. Okay. I'm pretty. It's like the third weekend of August. Yeah. I yeah. got to figure out cabin, cabin situation or I can sleep in my car. Yeah. I can just do the car. That was really comfortable last time. I put the seat. We'll talk about this after. Yeah. <laughs> Details. Speaking of camping, though. Dun, Ooh, dun, dun. I think it is probably time to get to our biggest topic that we've ever done. I'm, I think it's fair to probably say. Probably one of the most controversial, for sure. Not the big. I mean, this is what started it. It's a big one. This is what started it. It's what, our, what started, started our friendship. This is what started everything. Yeah, absolutely. There wouldn't be no cleared if it weren't for this. Let's go. Let's All talk right, let's about it. Let's do it. it. Yeah. It's August. All right, let's go. Amazon witches have returned to the flame. And we will dance in our moon circles once again. Sisters, all my sisters, we've known and loved each other in our past. Amazon Nation is rising again. 
Amazon woman. <laughs> remember, hold on, hold on. Oh, remember the howling? Oh. God, that was actually, I will say that was, oh. I was really, that was really cringy. The howling. Oh, I remember howling at the moon and loving it because it would just erupt across everywhere. Okay, so the moment was so good because it was kind of like, fuck it, we're here, we're in the middle of the woods. And you're connected. Just just it's just it. the yeah. feeling of connection. But also I would be like, I don't know. It's uh, one of those things we were talking about earlier, like trying not to be judgy about these I know, right? cheesy things oh that my you God. love. But yeah. Michigan I mean, Women's Music Festival was a huge, huge, huge test on being judgy. Because yeah. Because there was a lot to judge there. There was a lot to judge there. And that is our topic for the week or for, well, for this week and for a couple more episodes. Probably the, yeah, for the, the biggest chunk of August. Because yeah. we're talking about Michigan Women's Music Festival, which was a women's music festival that happened at the beginning of August um, every year for 40 years. 40 years. And it happened the f first week of August. Um, it started as a, well, Evie's going to give us a little bit of history, but um, what I know it as, so Mich Michigan or Fest, a lot or of different Mish names. Fest. We might just say Fest or Mich Michigan. Like it's just, there's yeah. words that kind of. Um, Mish Fest, probably usually just Fest. Just Fest. Yeah. yeah, we I, like Fest. This is what we're talking about. But um, so, yes, it's a music festival, but it's also um, it's packed. It's a packed week. So just a little rundown. We'll get into the history, but a rundown of what it's like, what it was like towards, you know, the last however many years or towards the end, rather. Well, let's also start off by like kind of like just addressing the fact that there was a lot of controversy mm -hmm. surrounding uh the festival, the, yeah. The festival, especially in terms of trans uh, admittance and trans exclusion. So, but, and we're going to touch on all of that stuff during our little Mishfest series. Yes. Um, so, we are not going to, you know, shy away from any of that or ignore any of that. Um, so, don't freak out if we don't necessarily talk about it in. A particular episode because we are going to address it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really what it boiled down to and how, I mean, I don't want to say boiled down to because it was always like that. It was always problematic. I will say, I'll speak personally that I wasn't um, as aware, I, my own ignorance wasn't as aware of the trans, um, transphobia that was going on, you know, or the issue of like trans admittance and then, then I can't speak. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? But, um, and uh, of my own, my own ignorance, um, but it, that's going to be a big part of what we're talking about. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't us just like glorifying the festival. Um, but this is a conversation that we're going to have because we both went to this festival. Yes. Oh. And we both experienced it and had, our experiences and we want to share those experiences mm -hmm. as honestly as possible and also like get into the controversy and talk about that and acknowledge it and acknowledge our partner too. yeah exactly yeah. i mean acknowledge my partner for sure like um but this episode is mostly just gonna we're gonna touch on the history and a little yeah. bit about what fest is yeah. so like i said i mean but to say it's just a music festival that does do it a little bit of an injustice agree it's, it's um it's, it's it's a it's almost like a city that rises up in the middle of the forest for a week out of the year. And it's run by women. 
Um, it's staffed by women. I, the only men that end up on the ground are the dudes who change out the porta potties once through the whole week. Yeah, and and every and everybody participates in mm-hmm. the community. I mean, that's sort of a part of the festival and the expectations. Sort of like, you know, expectations of response with you know, with your rights come responsibilities, right? Yeah. So you know, the idea that we all participate here and we all make this community whatever it's going to be sure so so it runs um i can't remember was line on monday i think monday or tuesday it was monday it was monday Monday. to sunday okay so um we call it the line because it's literally a fucking line it's about five miles long it starts on monday you get in your car everybody shows up it's kind of a party in itself you get in you you know um today the art that we're using is actually the map from the festival grounds yes so that will show you give you kind of an idea that it's um it's what it was if i remember correctly it was 500 acres no idea okay i don't 100 know where an acre is but that sounds about I right have to zero me. No, it's pretty I big zero idea big. what an actual you could acre walk is. from the beginning to the end it was a bit of a hike but you could do it for sure i did it um, ten thousand times a yeah. week but um so about 500 acre, acres, uh, it was enclosed in a way. There was a little bit of a fence around it, but mostly it was in, kind of enclosed by woods. Yeah. Um, and it's in Hart, Michigan, pretty rural area on the west side of Michigan. Very rural about, area. About like an hour north of Muskegon, maybe two hours north of Muskegon. Yeah, You know like that, that area yeah. better. Um, okay, so starts on Monday. You get in. Uh, it, oh, one of the coolest things about the festival was that it's completely, um, what is that called, when uh, inclusive with like food so you could technically just show up oh, yes. with a bottle for water because there is spigots for water um and a bottle for water in a tent and and do it for the week yeah and absolutely make, all your meals are included there's three meals a day um there would also be watermelon i loved the watermelon and snacks provided there was also um a couple stores on site uh the country store the country store c-u-n-t yep r-y and then a, a little coffee shop. And these are all um, buildings that are erected like a couple weeks before. All tents. Everything is tent, a tent. Yeah, big yeah. tents. So it's not even buildings. You're right. Um, and there's also a lot of, um, I don't really even know what the material is, but it's it's a material that's put down on pathways and on ground to make it accessible for people with wheelchairs and things like that. Well, well, yeah, we'll definitely get into that because accessibility is one of the hugest parts of the culture festival. And that includes um, uh, a lot of different things. But yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was like a tarp or I don't know what it was. Yeah. You're right, though. But there, it was basically the pathways were built so that if you had a chair or it was it was pretty easy. Now, that being said, there was a lot of paths and stuff that would go up into the hill a little bit where you tent and you know it could be all over the place there was sober camping um there was dark fragrance free fragrance free camping forget those guys Ah! there is dart which is um accessible camping that's really close to the main path over 50 over 50 or family twilight zone which was the party party zone. zone although I can't wait till we get to the part where we talk more about our experience because i camped in twilight zone the last few years and gosh it was it was the nicest out of all the places I camp, but we'll get into that. Yeah, after. okay. That's interesting. Um, oh, my God. I loved it. I'm so bummed that it's not there anymore because I would camp there forever. Um, and then, yeah, so we had it, – it was kind of this magical little city, right? And then – but it also – It was almost like Oz. 
it was kind of like coming to Oz, you yeah. know, for like Dorothy and the the little posse that she had with her. You know how like you come through this long pathway, the 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 yellow brick road, which was sort of the dirt road outside of Fest, you know, and you're then you coming you're coming into uh, Emerald City, you know, and it was it was very green and lush. It's beautiful. The land is beautiful. The land is just yeah, it was a privately owned piece of land. Um and yeah, it was just so stunning. And, you know, it was like a main dirt road that went through the whole thing from the front to the beginning to the end. One of my of favorite things when you first went in was at a certain point, you would see a sign that said clothing required past this point. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was closer to the road because after that point, clothing was all optional. Yeah. And that was kind of one of my favorite things about going in. Well, I feel like we, I want to get into all of that when yes. I get into all the and, signs. But, and we're, we're going to do into... all of that next week. Well, I think we can talk a little bit about it this time. Just well, kind of the can, basics. Of yeah. But um, what I wanted to say is it's, it's not just the music festival because that's what it's kind of noted as, but the biggest, I think one of the biggest things that they had there were workshops. Now workshops that were ran by all sorts of different types of people. You could have a workshop for, anything yeah now obviously this is pre pre-covid but remember they had a french kissing workshop oh yeah they had a massage workshop they had a sex work workshop anal had, if you want to learn how to do anal with your partner had, i mean yes. you could do pretty much anything chickens if you wanted to raise chickens they had if a you could do chickens what <laughs> if you wanted to raise chickens they had a chicken workshop um they had they had a and then they also had like a religious services and ceremonies. Um, they had yoga on the land. There was a, what is that? Sweat thing? A sweat lodge? I almost said a sweat, a sweat box. lodge, yeah. A sweat there lodge, were witches yeah. everywhere. So there were rituals happening rituals, constantly. Yes. Drum circles. And all of this, and I'd say on storytelling. I mean, there was yeah. a lot of storytelling. Herstory. Going on. Exactly. And and a part of that was to capture lesbian history, very specifically lesbian history. Um, and I'd say uh on average the attendance would be what, about between three and five thousand? Yeah, I would say on average. Now, and then big on years, big once years, it was like ten thousand. Yeah. Which is insane. 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 The lines were so long when it was ten thousand. Oh my god, <laughs> burrito night at ten thousand. Forget about it. Oh. Burrito night in those <laughs> porta Janes. But the twenty five hundred was kind of low and so i feel like five was like a good middle because you want you know and it was all just this inclusive environment that was so like well it felt it, inclusive to us it, it, exactly I, yeah it's actually very exclusive but it was yeah. just it, when you get there it was like this kind of like yeah this they really preached i should say rather on this inclusive environment that was so magical and that was just so evolved and then the problem was the outside didn't reconcile with the inside as yes. much. And so that's that's the crux. That's the big problem, yeah. which we will get into. But The external values didn't align with the internal which is values. my yeah. biggest thing in the world because I fucking I, – I always feel discombobulated when my values don't align. They're not aligned right now. I told you about my whole dairy thing. <laughs> but, like, you know, I feel like – that was the problem with Fest. And I and there were a lot of people that felt that way too. Mm -hmm. So, which again, we'll get all into all of that. Yes. But let's go into a little history about Fest. Yeah, let's do history. According to Wikipedia, which is my source on this, um, the Michigan Women's Music Festival 
Uh, it was started in 1976 and it went from 20 to 2015. As you said earlier, it was operated in privately owned land in Hart, Michigan, also called the land by mm. organizers and attendees. Um, the event was built, staffed and run and attended exclusively by women, girls, young boys and toddlers were permitted. So there was a space. So basically, mm -hmm. like in terms of that, it was like under a certain age, boys could camp. I want to say it was like nine or something. Yeah. Could camp with their mom. Father, like, son. Forever. But then brother, son, brother, brother, son. son. But then after a certain age, they basically kind of like stayed at brother, son. Is that right? No. Okay. I so I can't even remember how that worked. So there was um, basically there were boys permitted on the land on I'm um, kind of the opposite side. Right. Right. Kind of where you like overplay past where you park, but they had their own sort of campground. And um, they also had like I remember hearing that they had like um, excursions. So they would take field trips and stuff like that. So they take the boys out. But I want to say that it was it was for moms to camp with their babies and their boys mm -hmm. up until like age seven or eight. And then they just weren't allowed to come anymore. Oh, okay. It was like a certain age. Um, but at, so if you had a baby, uh, you know, then, yeah, you could bring your son up until. And and from what I understand, I almost worked a brother's son once, but there was a terrible storm and they actually it was the only time that I ever was there where the, things were canceled because of weather. And I the shift was like, it, we ended up not doing anything because we couldn't walk. It was a really bad storm. Mm. And um, I talked to a woman about Brother Son, and I guess it was its own kind of little cool experience. Like, they'd had excursions to the lake and stuff like that and do, like, little field trips and stuff. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So it was kind of for moms with, like, young children that they had to, they had to bring. Okay. Um, or they well, wanted to bring rather. Yeah. And then there was Gaia girls for the little girls. For, and like, girls. Sort of like daycare, yep. basically. Yeah, and you could camp with with your daughter. You could camp anywhere. And also with Gaia girls, um, I actually, that was one of my work shifts. I always did a Sunday shift at Gaia. And so, you know, so you'd have two work shifts. You sign up for two work shifts there. And they were four hours a piece. So eight hours you'd work the whole week. That's it. Yep. Um, and you should do one kitchen. And the kitchen was fun. It was a great way to meet people. Yep. You just go in and kind of do prep. So they have a full service kitchen. And I will say, I did read some articles about how how well the kitchen was ran. There was never uh, any reports of foodborne illness. In the, in the whole entire festival history, foodborne illness was not a problem. They were very careful about. Right. And but that being said, they also didn't include a lot of flavor. I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad food. It was just. Flavor free, um, but <laughs> flavor free. Here. Didn't you also say? Was it you that was saying that like some that at some point like the army like the the National Guard yeah reached out to Lisa Vogel and I read I read an article about her. I wish I could find that article. When I lived in Boston, I remember I was at the Harvard Bookstore and I was going through this thing and I found a profile. See, on she her. just had to throw in Harvard. And da -da 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 -da. I was in the Harvard. So, she was a Harvard lawyer. <laughs> and I had to find a. I found a profile on her, and it was really interesting. And one of her, one of the things that she like, one of the things that she was talking about, and they kind of gave credit to was that the National Guard reached out to her, and it's like basically, how the fuck are you feeding ten thousand people in a week? With, I mean, their refrigerated trucks are brought in, but like. In those kind of like facilities, yeah. how are you doing this? 
Um, and again, to be fair, it was uh, it was pretty flavor free. It, actually, some of it was good. I really liked their. I mean, tahini there dressing. was there was uh uh what is it uh the yeast flakes yeast flakes what and are they, those? yeah just, you, no it's that's what it is yeast flakes but what is it called it's uh nutritional yeast yeah nutritional yeast and there was salt and pepper too it was salt and pepper and, and tahini I, I love their tahini there dressing. was always tahini for every, every meal every meal tahini for every meal tahini um, for every meal whether it was called for or not and and, I, and interestingly enough too you could get an even more flavor-free meal because they also had like the bland options, yeah. you know, like which was wild. Because I was like, "What gets more bland?" <laughs> like really? But I mean, she, it? you know, what it was. She did it bare bones in the way that. But though, to be fair, to and be everything fair, was vegetarian. Yeah, everything's vegetarian. That's how she and pretty much everybody. vegetarian. <laughs> Very vegetarian. Yeah. To be fair, though, I actually like when I think back on it. Um, soy sauce she had soy sauce soy, and that was yes. what you needed to put everything on yes. but by the end of the week my mouth would be so fucked up because of the amount of soy sauce i would eat but i liked so i liked one of the things i didn't understand is they were really against tearing the lettuce so you get these lettuce things that were like whole romaines yes so, gigantic gigantic pieces of lettuce. but that lettuce was always served with every meal as well yes but that salad. with the little tahine and the nutritional yeast and a tiny bit of soy was not i, I could taste it right it now it wasn't bad it wasn't bad and a couple of their salads were good or maybe liked, it was just that we were stranded out we there for starting. so long that we just thought we tricked <laughs> the, ourselves into thinking it the wasn't cheese that bad sandwiches with hummus weren't bad now all that being said the nut loaf i actually loved the oh, still goes around today. People still talk about it. Now, all that, and there was a bonito, Mussolini bonito. Well, burrito a night, burrito was night, the best night ever. And, but it was the most bare bones burrito. It was, it was also like, like legit. I never ever made it to the line in time to actually get burritos. So we would always have to make our own shit at the campsite for me. So, so three times a day they served food and they served snacks in between and there were stores. So you really were equipped, but we would also bring hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of our own food. Yes. So we would have, so the way that we'll get into this more next week, but we would, you could basically set up your camp however you want and bring mm -hmm. coolers and stuff. But, um, the festival, like I said, you could show up with a fucking tent yeah. and a, and a cup for water yep and you'd be fine all week yeah plenty of food and stuff but um uh so yeah okay go back to but, your like, yeah let's go back to the history go back to it because next week like we're we'll kind of jumping a little forward I know. we're just excited it's so it's hard fun. not yeah. to okay because of our experiences okay so in terms of background for where michigan women's music festival kind of sprang out of um the first women's music festivals in the U.S. were founded in the early 1970s, and it started with day festivals like in like California universities and campuses and in like other like Midwestern and East Coast like campuses and stuff like that, like college places, you know, I cannot imagine East East Coast is. I love Wellesley or Smith. Oh, I bet. Yes. A day festival at Smith. Yeah. Yeah. So hot. So, the, yeah, like the Boston sure. Women's Music Festival, the National Women's Music Festival at the University of Illinois in Urbana Champaign. So, these were sort of like the first, like, kind of regional women only events. And at that time, if, like, if, like, we think about things like insert, you know, in, in terms of the lens of the time, right? Sure. I mean, this was very much in terms 
of this was very much set in the second wave of feminism mm-hmm. which is um, important to know because yes it really is important to know yeah. and that's why there was such a sort of need at that point for like exclusionary spaces in terms of women only places right mm-hmm. so that women could like try to get outside of that patriarchal lens and examine fucking life outside of that lens and see what it felt like when women are kind of running the show you yeah. know what i'm saying and and so in in a lot of ways like these these events in and of themselves were super radical and yeah especially considering they weren't just uh, you know, the gender minority in terms of being women, but they were also the sexual minority in, in terms of being lesbians, right? And like out in the 70s, which was still really soon after Stonewall. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, you know, it was really fucking insanely radical that these women were trying to organize and bring each other together and like have events, you know? Um, one of the cool things at Fest was this tent called the Herstory Tent. And it they gave you, like, all these um, kind of literature on, uh, like, newspaper clippings and stuff on these festivals and stuff that happened. And, I mean, it focused on Michigan, but also focused on other festivals. But it was fucking wild to read the... I mean, the protests that would happen. Well, to read the articles about fest then i mean it was i'm not i'm not exaggerating when i say it was like men were like men are being burned at the stake it's a festival for witches men are not men a man tried to go in it was like it was like um urban legend like a man tried to go in and like you know was taken by women and killed and blah 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 and it's just (laughs) and i'm not joking like i i i wish yeah no, I, I know wish I would have had access because these are all like regional papers. So it'd be really hard to probably find that stuff. Although I feel like maybe if you go to one of those like get some microfiche. Yeah. To, yeah. In, in like up in Hart, Michigan, I would love to fucking examine Absolutely. some of that Absolutely. But some of the articles were insane. The men who wrote them were like gang of witches, you know, burning men and this blah, blah, blah. And it was so funny. Fucking. I, the fear of men. Of women gathering. I mean, oh like, it's just God, insane. They were just gathering. You know? It was a music festival. It like, was, oh, women are going into the woods and listening to music together. They're killing men. Without us. Fuck yeah. Why can't I come? Hashtag all men. Hashtag all men. So that's kind of, you know, where, like, it's the inspiration kind of came from was, you know, when that kind of was going on. Um and this, these kind of, you know, experiences like exposed audiences to feminist and, and open lesbians, Uh-oh. including artists. Um, and most of them were like super on the fringes of society, right? They were operating outside of the mainstream. It's so cool to be a lesbian. It really totally God, is. It, like, love when we it. talk about like being born gay. One million percent. I know I say this all the time. If I could choose, I would have one million percent choose to be a lesbian again. Well, I don't care. I would choose to be born gay. Hard agree. Hard agree. Well, I would choose to be born specifically a queer woman. Same. Yeah. I don't personally. I really just enjoy being a woman. That's and that's my experience. And I, you know, me too. Me too. To be fair, like I don't. Yeah. My second choice would be to be a gay man because I'm just not about a straight lifestyle. Agreed. I don't care if you guys do it. 
Yeah. I mean, like, listen, I don't just don't care. push I it just on don't me. Wanna, I don't want to, in my face. I just don't want to see you holding hands in public. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I don't want to see it. That's all. That's all. Anyway, go That's ahead. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, so this is like, so festival gatherings offered kind of an alternative to bars, you know, and other like really like intensely. Alternative to getting arrested. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. beaten. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thank and you. And it was, you know, an opportunity to meet another lady who likes to munch on lady. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, a few. Oh, I always go with So this is but... sort of where like the feminist separatism kind of, you know, kind of came in. Like it was kind of an outgrowth of the feminist separatist movement of like, let's get the fuck away from dudes and start a fucking female like utopia. Sure, yeah. Utopia that's run by labias and not dudes. So in 1976, Lisa Vogel, with her sister, Christy, and a friend named Mary Kindig, they founded the festival. Um, so at the, and they had gone to uh, an indoor festival in Boston the year before, and that was sort of their inspiration for where they started everything. And they- It's funny because I, I love that Boston was progressive in that way, but it's like notoriously one of the most racist cities of all time. Like the struggle that they had, like, even like the busing and everything. What a fucking nightmare. But I like to hear that there were actually some progressive movements going on. Right. Yeah. I fucking love Boston, but good Lord, do they have problems. And what about but Jackie's Packies? I mean, Jackie's Packies. I'm 54 in Tiambas. In Tiambas. <laughs> A local businesswoman named <laughs> Susan Alborel, and I apologize if I'm saying that incorrectly, also joined in the uh, sort of settling of the fest. I need to find out more about that, like where that was. Did they say where that was being held? Um, it doesn't. It was Faneuil Hall. I'm just kidding. It wouldn't be. <laughs> For those in Boston know what I'm talking about, but fucking Women's Festival in Faneuil Hall, the North End. But the, go ahead. Yeah. The, the North End? Yeah. I don't know. That was probably bad. Um, uh, so so they tried to uh, form a nonprofit, and they were denied. So they formed a We Want the Music Corporation, and that was the parent company of Michigan Women's Music Festival. And it was initially sort of conceptualized as an event that would be attended by women and feminist men, which is interesting considering where the controversy takes it. But right. um, it became a women-only festival when the characteristics of outdoor camping were taken into consideration. Did, and so I'm not, I don't really understand what that means. Oh, it, you know what it means? It means because men don't know how to build tents. Oh, that's men probably right. Do right. Yeah, and women building the soundstage and yes, all of that yes. stuff. Men don't know how to do that. Trash. I mean, they can really only clean out the porta take their shirts off and look Obviously. pretty. Yeah. So that must no, be No, it's it. because they're, they can be fucking predators and you can't yes. camp yeah. safely. I totally Sorry. get it. So it was. It was after that, after that, they pretty much established it as an event for lesbians. Um, and years later, author and feminist scholar Bonnie Morris would describe Mishfest as an entire city run by and for lesbian feminists. Utopia revealed and Eden built by the eaves. <laughs> and by eaves, they meant, you know, like Yvonne. people just like me. They meant Yvonne, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Okay, so it initially was not in the spot that it 
an it in heart. It's yes, not in heart it was it was in heart, but it it moved to a slightly different location in 1982. Okay, so just a few years after. Yes, uh, and that is it was a 650 acre location. So I was you, right. Yeah, you asked earlier. There you go. Nice. Um, in subsequent years, it would add an acoustic stage, an open mic stage, and in addition to the day stage and night stage. Uh, there were cement paved walkways that we already talked about that were added, you know. Oh, yeah. Other I guess there is were, cement. I forgot. Well, there, and is the, cement. there was cement, but there were also the like the cloth things that were added mm-hmm. to sort of the camp area to. To assist in chairs. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and baby strollers, apparently. Barbara Boo, quote unquote. Price became Vogel's business partner after the 1985 festival and was increasingly involved with production until the two parted ways in 1994. Makes you kind of wonder, like, were they fucking or was it just business? Just business. I'm just wondering. Boo? With lesbians? Business. Boo business. Never um, know. Okay, let me give you a little, little, okay, so. Like we said, um, and we'll get into this more next week, but you come in, you drive in, there's a huge parking spot, lots of cars, right? Thousands, thousands of people. Um, once you park, they have shuttles there. And what the shuttles consist of are tractors with flatbeds and kind of seats and then uh, um, with canopies over. So picture a huge hayride. but Yes. But, like, more together. They're wooden, sh- like, flatbeds and wooden benches. Yes. And then with a canopy over Well, it. some of them have canopies. Those are more, like, the buses, I feel like, from, like, uh, well, inside yeah. so when you the come campground. In, yep. but, but in terms of, like, when you're just packing in, I don't know if they use the canopies as much. Do they? No, I'm talking like- about when you, I'm talking about traveling through. Oh, shuttling. So when you shuttling. So those right. are the shuttles. Right. So when yes. you get in, um, so the shuttles can take you all the way to the back. So, yeah, it's 650 acres. So it's pretty big. Um, and then, uh, again, take a look at the map for reference. There's different camp areas and zones. Um, the kitchen is a little more towards the back. But one of the most special things about festival, I think, most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. There's a couple things, actually. Num- well, I'd say the... Second most beautiful thing is um, when, uh, and it usually happens Friday around 5 p.m. because that's when the Femme Parade happens. But when, um, what is that, the uh, golden hour? Oh, my God. Because they're dirt paths in the gold, like the dust comes up. So that Friday around like 5 p.m. when the sun's going down, it's like that golden hour is so beautiful. But then if you keep walking forward, there's this little hill you go over and you come up and upon the like acoustic stage. And that is a full like almost amphitheater yeah because you go up the hill but then mm-hmm. you into the it's acoustic. like a bowl a yeah bowl. you go down you descend oh into it's the so stage. special it's yeah and they there's a stage built at the bottom of it and it's just this really natural amphitheater and it's just so it's i mean the land they really did a great job with buying that land because it's, well, and they it's did a really great cool. job in terms of architecture on the, the land. infrastructure like as you're saying like mm-hmm. the the where they built the day stage was that sort of perfect like amphitheater area where so cool. everybody is sitting on, you know, a hill moving upwards mm-hmm. so that everybody has a good seat. Yep. But um, and then the bowl sort of goes down and you've got that amphitheater around it. Yeah. So you've got this great sound and it's almost like this. 
It's really it's cool. It's like a little cubby. I don't know how to explain it. But and then the the night stage is this beautiful flat place with this special tree right Open in the middle field. of it. Open huge field and it just thousands of people. I mean, it's there's it's a really cool spot that they picked for it. They couldn't have done better. And um, then day stage is also it's a smaller field than yeah. uh night stage. Yeah. Um it's very small, actually, compared to night stages. Maybe half. Half, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of a flat zone as well. But yep. then you've got the sort of band shell that they build. So uh, cool. Like- and then they have a dance floor right there. And actually, it also doubles as a basketball court. So if you want to play basketball. Hey. But the dance stage is cool, so they have DJs at night. Um, And then in the Twilight Zone, uh, I feel like next week we should get more into what each area is. For sure. Um. Because we can kind of get more into our experiences where we camped and stuff. So absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's kind of the basic of festival well, for now. That's some of the history. History. Um, the history. Do you have more history to add? Um, let's see. What does Wikipedia have to tell us? Um. Hmm. I mean, there's obviously, like we said, there's well, controversy. Well, there's the controversy that um, I definitely don't even want to, like, I mean, we've already kind of touched upon it, but. We'll get into it. And yes. also, I kind of want to get into the performers. I think this is actually going to probably be a four-parter. Like, I think it's going to go probably pretty, because we have a lot to talk about. This, yes. is a, this is the big one we've been waiting for for years for this. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about the performers and some of the people they brought in because that's been, was kind of a cool experience, too. Um, um, and then also, uh, okay. so initially, though, I mean, in terms of history, the festival was only a couple of days long. Um, it wasn't until the 80s, the mid 80s, 85 and 86, that it was expanded to a five day event. Wow. So that would be Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday Friday, through Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So I think that is probably. It's kind of, I mean, well, it's sort of it what ended, festival is, right? but no, 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 no. It starts on Monday because you have the line on Monday. Right. And then because okay. t- Tuesday, the reason I remember Tuesday is because nut loaf and hummus and cheese sandwiches. That's the <laughs> Tuesday meal. Remember? Because Wednesday is burrito. How do you not remember the meals? And then Thursday is Moroccan stew. And fuck, what is Friday? What is Friday, Saturday, Sunday? What are some more meals? So you have Moroccan burrito stew. night? No, Wednesday is burrito, burrito night. Oh. Thursday was Moroccan stew. Tuesday was nut loaf. What were other meals? I don't remember. I'm going to have to look that up. That's going to drive me nuts. Yeah. I remember um, huevos rancheros on Sunday morning. I just think that's an offensive way to call what they serve. I don't know how to say it. Oh, I thought no. you meant my I mean, I just Huevos. No. It was just eggs and salsa. No. I just mean what they served <laughs> to was To be fair, not it was just eggs Huevos. and salsa. I know. I know. But that's what they called it. <laughs> I that's gonna drive me nuts. What was I can't even think what the other meals would be. Fuck. Okay, so because remember Moroccan stew, it's a yeah. chickpea thing. Well, I mean, Not most of the fat. time, to be honest, I know, but I know we, we ate at our camp, sort but of it's still gonna drive me nuts. Friday and Saturday, what were the meals? We need to figure I don't that know, out. But I do know that my very first meal outside of that place had to always be pizza. Oh, yeah. It was the most important meal. All I wanted after leaving Fest, I mean, as a vegetarian, like, listen, I eat in a pretty healthy way most of the time. But damn, leaving Fest, I felt so deprived. (laughs) 
And all I wanted was fucking hot mm. cheese pizza. Fuck, that is going to drive me insane. I'm going to have to look up. I, I have a book somewhere. Um, I know I have one of the books. One of the, uh, you get a book when you show up. Yeah. And that is going to drive me nuts that I can't think of the other meals. Oh, I'm sure we've got several uh, episodes. Yeah. I know. Okay, that's Old, driving me nuts. Uh, yeah. Um, the Moroccan stew was literally just a bunch of shit and like um, fucking chickpeas, but you had to put soy and tahini on it. I put soy and tahini on everything. Listen, oh my god, do you remember chickpeas though? Chickpeas were kind of the major like food group. But do you best. remember the breakfast peanut butter that they had? Oh yeah. Okay, there's natural peanut runny. butter and there's the shit runny. that they had that had that has no sugar in it. It was runny. See, but they had honey, oh, so you listen, could do that. I love natural peanut butter. <laughs> I don't like natural peanut, peanut butter, butter anyway. Is the best thing. I don't ever. like peanut butter, so that's like natural is the worst. Unnatural is the worst. Uh, if it's going to be in my peanut butter, is not. Uh, if what I'm, I'm going to have for. peanut butter, I don't like peanut butter. But if I'm going to have it, it needs to be sugar heavy. No, it needs cookie to be butter, cookie butter, cookie butter, cookie butter. Nope, nope. <laughs> yeah. opposite, opposite. No. Okay, so you festival was good for you, and then they had honey and bananas all together. It was okay, but that shit would stick to the roof of your mouth. For oh whole my day. god, yeah, for sure. It totally did. But it was not the best peanut butter either. It was, I mean, Neither they were feeding a lot of people. Just, yeah. you know. I liked the teeny. I actually thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought it was like glue, but, you know, potato, potato. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so I think we should stop here yeah, this week. Yeah, let's do crushes. Let's do crushes. And then next week, we're going to get into the... We're gonna get into the the meat. The, Some we're of gonna our get into nitty gritty. We're going to get into the nut loaf of it. <laughs> I love the nut loaf. It was just like rice, wasn't it? What was it? No, Maybe it was tempeh? So I don't good. remember. I can't remember. No, it was not tempeh. There's no way what to was use it? tempeh. That would be way too expensive. It was like chunky, ricey. It was really good. Okay, anyway. I don't even know. Uh, we're getting into the nut loaf next week. We're doing it. Okay, crushes. Let's go. Crush. Crush. I just... Nicole, I know that you have crushes. I know that you crush on people regularly. I just want to know what your crush might be this week. I, because I feel like your crush this week might be different than last week. And it's been maybe, I don't know, a couple weeks. So I love that our crushes have turned into like the Russian. It's the crush in Russian. It's the crush in Russian. The Russian crush. My crush this week is our emissions queen. As per usual, my always crush, my favorite, one of my favorite humans in the world, Miss Taylor Swift. Wait, emissions queens? Yeah, because she really emits a lot of what? Well, so it's it's been it's been thought that she's the queen of emissions. <laughs> emissions or emissions? Emissions. Pollution. Pollution. Taylor's <laughs> version. Um. Although the article was completely falsified and there was just a bunch of facts that weren't real. But it's still funny if you like to like memes and stuff. If you go on like Twitter or TikTok with Taylor Swift right now, they're like, wait, it shows like a plane going and they're like, oh, Taylor forgot something at the house. Oh, she's coming back. And it's just, they're really making fun of it because I swear everything that woman does, they just fucking tear apart so for Wait, to be clear, emissions? Yeah, isn't that like emissions? Like, yeah, you're no, like, that's yeah, your yeah, crush that's this what I mean. Is yeah. emissions. No, Taylor Swift. Uh, I thought it's Taylor's emissions. Taylor, our emission queen. Like, oh, meaning she's, right, yes. she's like, she's like the one <laughs> polluting the whole fucking oh. world. 
coming from that article, she's the one who causes the most pollution in the whole world. Yeah. It's Taylor Swift. But no, she doesn't. And I love her. She's my queen. And it's August. And it's the first day of August. And for those Swifties, you know what I'm talking about. You don't know. But um, may your doors be rusty and your air be salty. We love Taylor Swift. Yeah. I do here. Salty, I love her. She's salty, rusty. She's You know she's my favorite. Like, Absolutely. There's favorite and then there's her. And yes. then my family. Totally. Well, it's Taylor family. Yeah. Taylor family, God country. Just kidding. <laughs> Fuck that other stuff. You know what I mean. All right. Who's your crush this my week? My crush this week. Okay. My crush this week is Emily Devendorf. 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 Fantastic name. Fantastic name. That is very, I told you, that's very Will Ferrell German. (laughs) It's very Will Ferrell. Like a Will Ferrell character German. totally. Emily Devendorf is uh, my former boss. Okay. Also. The hot one. Yeah. The super hot one. fucking hot one. Yes. The gorgeous. They are gorgeous. They are very attractive. Yes. Yes. They are stunningly. Listen, Emily, I'm not trying to diminish all of your um, accomplishments. And your brain. And your brain. Your brain and your accomplishments are amazing. You are hot. But anyway, go ahead. And you are also beautiful. Yes. Um, Yes. So Emily is my crush this week because Emily is also credited as one of the people who took down Michigan Women's Music Festival. Mm. Which we'll get into more. Yeah. We We are on the right side of history here. Trust. It's a process, but you're going to see our our growth through it. We have love for a place we're separating art from artist and that kind of way. But should we do that? Probably not. But this is what our experience was. And the only way to grow is to be honest and humble and be open about our experiences. Absolutely. Um, And Emily is, uh, yeah, they are pretty cool from what I... They're pretty rare. I remember... I love them. They're actually running for office right now. Nice. In the Lansing area for state reps. So, I mean, I hope they win because honestly, we could use some fucking sanity in the Michigan legislature. I love that. I'm going to run for office. I am too. You should. I shouldn't. I'm totally gonna. You should, but let me be your campaign manager. Oh, I absolutely. Because I'd be fucking amazing at it. I feel like that's my calling. I am now absolutely announcing my candidacy for office. I just don't know which office. Okay. Or I'm now announcing my position of a campaign manager. Yeah. Thank you very much. I think that's right. So we're like in it. We're in. So we're running for office. We're running for office. Yeah, no, me too. You really should. Yeah, I should. And I really should. At least if I can't run your campaign, help it. You absolutely will run my campaign. Because I think I'd be good at it. I'd be really good at it. If I could learn the ins and outs, I feel like I'm a Ben for sure. I could totally fucking do it. I think it would be amazing. Okay. We'll talk about this after. Yeah. Okay. um, So uh, you can find us on Facebook at Queered Podcast. Nope. At Facebook at at Queerdos. Queerdos. Instagram Queer Podcast. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Leave us a message, rate, review, subscribe. We love you. Thanks. For hanging out with us for this festival talk. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be going probably most of the month. So yeah. buckle uh, up. It's we'll get August. into it. It's a lot. Again, may your doors be rusty and your air be salty. Oh, salty, August. salty, salty, rusty. Bye.